Your energy field has the ability to shift an entire room, an entire home, an entire group of people. It really is so incredibly powerful. And I think we've diminished this just simply because we don't understand it. We don't understand that there is an ability and a power to change life around you just based on changing yourself. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to this podcast and this eight-part series called How You Heal. I am so thrilled you're here and listening to this podcast. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard the other episodes in this podcast series, It is kind of following an order that's pretty specific to healing. However, like all things, everyone comes at different points and places in their own healing journey. So if you're just tuning in, definitely don't shut this off. Stay tuned because today we're talking about the human energy field. This is a really big topic, especially as it relates to just this energy movement and the connection between your mind, body, and soul which that connection is energy. Now, I know that there's a lot of theories and ideas about human energy field. Does it exist? Does it not? We're gonna dive into all of that today, specifically the technology that helps us to understand the movement of energy that surrounds us and inside of us. And then of course I share how you can healthify your energy field Because it is this barrier protection that's going to help heal and protect your internal health. And as always, I share lots more information over at The Living Well, where I dive a little bit deeper into understanding the human energy field and all the topics we talk about here on the podcast. Some people just need to see it in writing rather than hear it. Just another way to back up and kind of refresh what you're hearing. Then I'm going to share a little bit more, especially as it relates to the emotional component of your energy field at the Weekly Fill, which you can sign up for right there on the homepage of thelivingwell.com. The Weekly Fill is completely free. It's a super fun space and community where you can leave comments and get to know more of my story and we can start to interact to really create health within you. So over the course of the first few episodes, we've talked about everything including changing your view of health, affect regulation, the polyvagal theory, the inflation of your ego as a survival response, and even self-love. I hope you're loving these podcasts as much as I've loved putting them together. And I've especially loved this topic today of the human energy field, which we're going to expand more on as we get into more actual and practical healing tactics in the coming few podcasts. And we are just halfway, so we have four more podcasts to go, so you're going to want to stay tuned. As always, if you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. It means the world to me. It helps to support the podcast and share it with other people who maybe otherwise wouldn't find it or hear about it. I really couldn't do this without you and your continued support. And of course, the podcast sponsors. Today's podcast sponsor is Element. Now, this one is perfect for the hot summer months, especially as it's been so hot outside. But regardless of whether you're hot or cold, a lot of people struggle with the hydration category. 
Like we're drinking and we have this fluid consumption down, but fluid consumption and hydration are two completely different things. In fact, fluid without the right electrolyte mix and minerals, including things like sodium and potassium and magnesium, actually can waterlog your body, causing more problems than it is helping. That's why something as simple as Element and taking one package of Element every single day can help create that balance inside your body for the full day and days to come. Now, we all know the power of electrolytes, but I don't think we realize that this isn't just for hydration. There's so many properties of electrolytes, specifically sodium, that are needed for our mental health. A fun fact is, is that a sodium restriction inside the body actually causes a severe stress response. So that means you could not be living in stress at all, right? Like life could be going good, but if you don't have the right nutrients for your body to function appropriately, you are going to ignite a stress response. And one of those critical elements is sodium. An element happens to have all of the right things without all of the junky products that a lot of other electrolyte drinks have in them, including excess sugar. I've loved this product. I love the price point. It really has been something that I crave in my everyday and has helped me feel better and more energized all throughout the day. Plus, it helps with recovery. And as we're going to learn inside this podcast, so much of health is not just about how hard you push it, but how well you recover. You can learn more and grab your free sample pack at thelivingwell.com backslash L-M-N-T. That's literally the letters L-M-N-T. Head on over there to learn more and grab your free sample pack. And that brings me to today's podcast, All on the Human Energy Field. Now, you know I love this topic, but surprisingly, I have not spoken specifically about your energy field and any podcast on the show, and we're over 300 episodes in. I'm not sure how we made it to this point, but I think this is now the best time to talk about it as we're halfway through the How You Heal series. And understanding energy and your energy field is critical component in the health of your whole. Because I think what we need to know about the energy field is that we all have one. It's this emission of energy that we put off, just like all things are kind of off-gassing or putting off different substances and in their own energy frequency. But understanding the health of our energy field is directly influencing the health of our whole. What's so important about this concept is, is that you really have to put together your body, mind, and soul into one component because your energy field is encompassing all of that. It's all of you coming together and It's how that comes together that creates your field of energy. I know that energy can be a really triggering word for a lot of people. This is not just um, an Eastern medicine topic, although they did pick it up and develop it and adapt it very early on. But a lot of Western medicine is actually using energy and the Western world is learning a lot more about our energy field. But it's also very biblical in nature. And I'm not going to get into all those details on today's podcast, but understanding the soul component and understanding even like when we talk in the Bible about the woman who touched Jesus' robe and he felt the energy that leave him and go into her, right? Like that was a movement of energy that occurred. We see other points in scripture where even like Moses, when he saw and interacted with God, like his face started to glow to the level where he had to veil himself because he had such a glow. 
And that is the emission, the the output of energy that I'm talking about, that all humans radiate some form of frequency. Actually, it can be measured even in light and different colors, which are in your aura. And those colors, just like the colors of the sun, are influencing the scope of the emission or the scope of that energy field. Now, what we know about energy is that it's inside of us, it's all around us, it's being emitted from every single thing, and that emission is interacting and whatever we come in contact with, we're not just coming in contact with it, we're coming in contact with the frequency of it or the energy of it. And it's the exchange of energy within those frequencies that really at the whole level is determining our scope of health. Because what we have to know about energy is energy is a form of life. It's a, it's a nutrient that's necessary to keep our heart beating, to keep our cells functioning well. It's essentially a communication pathway that's going to help give our body the fuel it needs to do every single task that it does, while also giving it energy to live, to like live out your purpose. Now, of course, we understand energy in the form of like, I don't feel energized. I need caffeine. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I'm burnout. We all talk about energy as if it's just this normal part of conversation. So I don't want us to get lost in, in the topic of energy field as some far out there kind of idea. The same energy that you talk about not having enough of Or maybe when you feel excessively energized or talking about your kids when they're like bouncing off the walls, man, I wish I had that energy. That is the energy that we're talking about. Now, yes, in the biblical form, we can see like a life force of energy that is um, more spiritual in nature, but that's not the same thing as the body's energy field. And it's important to understand that there's a major difference. Yes, we have a a life force of energy, right? Like God and understanding and that faith component. But today I just really want to narrow in on when we talk about the healing practices of energy, understanding the body's specific energy field. Because the field of energy that you're emitting outside of you is the same scope of energy that is happening inside of you. And so if we want to heal our internal cells, we also have to work on, or maybe first and foremost, work on healing our external energy. And when we heal our external energy, what's so cool and powerful about this is, is that we stop basically turning into energy stealers. We stop looking for the world to supply our energy because we have the energy that we need, we're emitting it, and then we can actually start to heal and to give. We're more receptive to energy and love, but we're also way more willing to give it just out of this natural overflow. It's out of being the light, right? And the light that even Jesus refers to in the Bible is a component of energy. So when we look at our energy field, we have to recognize that our bodies do create energy. And this is the basic function of metabolism. The digestion of nutrients and the burning of fats and sugars are part of this complicated process where the body produces energy that we need in order to function. And in the process of this, we know that the endocrine system helps to regulate and control the metabolism as well as the production and distribution of energy within the body. Now, when we talk about the energy field in relation to that, we're referring more to the specific flow of that energy throughout the body, not necessarily the creation of it, but the movement of energy. 
And what we know about energy is energy is in motion. And part of that energy in motion is creating how you feel. Most specifically, your emotions. The word emotion is essentially just means energy in motion which makes sense why your energy field is going to be a direct relation to the emotion of your body. Or in the process, the energy field can help subsequently create those emotions. But we have to know that your energy field is essentially the flow of an energy, not necessarily the creation of it. So I like to think of this to like keep it simple as we all understand like blood flowing through your body, right? The same thing is happening with energy. You have a specific movement of energy through your body, just like blood flows, just like your lymphatic movement flows, just like your hormones communicate with each other. And that flow is essential for the body's energy field. So essentially, the energy system is similar to the blood system, the nervous system, the lymph system, the endocrine system, and the digestive system. Your energy system or your energy field is no different. It's just an organized system of the body created to serve a specific function and purpose. And in fact, there's really a lot of research that has come out and is coming out about the importance of understanding your existence of your energy field and how altering that energy field can actually alter your internal energy. Because again, what's happening externally is also a sign of what's happening internally. We know this too physically, right? Like if you have an outward appearance that you don't like, you have acne, you have cellulite, you have body fat issues, your hair is falling out. Like these are all symptoms, yes, that you can externally see, but it's happening in your internal body as well. But the unique feature of energy is being dictated and directed by the safety component of your body. It's being dictated and directed by outside influences. Maybe better said, energy is really the connecting force between you and other people and life itself and God who created you, right? It's energy that's connecting you and pulling us all together into this wholeness. This is where we have to start to see health, not just in its specific forms like you have a hormonal issue or you have a cardiovascular issue. like, yes, you may have those things, but those are all connected to the larger whole. And they're even connected to how you relate to others, how you are influenced by the world. And again, your your spiritual or soul component, which we cannot leave out of the concept of health. So we have to understand our energy field because it's connecting the whole of us to the whole of the world. And in the process, it's driving the health of our internal cells. There's a whole form of science that has been established and has become more well-known in the recent years. Even I was talking to my husband about it because there's a whole topic of quantum physics and quantum biology. And, And the word quantum is essentially referring to the energy of atoms or the energy that creates atoms and creates matter. It's the idea that before there was matter, there was energy, and it's the energy that creates the existence of matter or what that matter turns into. Not going to get into all the details of that, but really, even since we've been in college, this has been more pronounced. These these concepts and studies have exploded, and there's a whole world of quantum biology now that is really understanding and starting to study how your physiological form is influenced by this move of energy, but when we get into this mind-body connection, that we have to understand that 
that there is no separation between the mind and body because the mind and body exist through this energetic connection. There is a direct line of communication, even from your soul or what some some would consider your heart, which is maybe an easier way to understand this, is that all of that is emitting and communicating and directly influencing one another based on beliefs, how you show up in the world, the emotions that you're emitting, how you're interacting and being influenced by other people, and even the things that you consume. Everything is influencing everything else in a positive or negative way based on energy. And your field of energy is created to try and achieve that state of balance, which is what all of life is looking for. And the law of vibration and the law of physics state that everything is always looking to achieve a state of balance. And when we look at quantum physics and quantum biology, it's this understanding that all atoms are absorbing and releasing energy in their dynamic role of attempting to stabilize and balance themselves in this soup of various forces that exist around it and within it at all times. And this is happening at the atomic level within every single molecule of the cell, and that is being portrayed in the outward appearance of your life. And I think this message is so powerful, and it was so powerful in my own healing, because what happens to our energy field when we start to suffer in the energetic world of like not having enough, I don't feel well, you start to circulate in this negative mindset. And in the process of that, your energy field actually gets smaller it gets more rigid. Some people say that when they see this, like when they measure it through uh, the technology that they have to actually measure your energy field, it almost looks hollow in nature. It's dark. It's foggy. There's not a lot of color coming off of it or light. Because again, the energy field is an emission of light. We just can't see it with the human eye. But we do have technology that can see this human energy field or the aura and measuring that based on your energy field, right? Like based on how much or how little energy you have. And when this energy field gets distorted or it starts to lose its light and lose its color, you feel that in a sense of heaviness. And you actually start to get more influenced by negative energy because you don't have the ability to bounce that off of you. Things start to stick the smaller it is. Maybe to give you an example of this, to help explain this better, I like to think of it as a stream, right? Like a a stream of water that doesn't run out. That is really essentially what your energy flow is supposed to be. The problem is problems exist when things get close enough to be able to impact that stream of energy. And I like to think of this as like throwing stones and boulders in that stream or like a beaver building a dam. The more things you store and stuff and shove, or the more things that you allow to attach to you to become your false identity, uh, other people's, you know, even when you have an unhealthy energy field, you allow other people's emotions to influence your own emotions. I am one of those people and I'm working on this, but it's essentially allowing these stones to start to settle in that stream. A little bit here and there is really not going to impact your flow of energy. It's going to be hard to understand or see that right away. But in time and over throughout the course of your life, the more you allow things to shove and store and hoard or to be influenced in this negative way, the more stones that you let exist within your stream, the slower and more sluggish that stream of energy is going to be. And eventually when that stops, that's where we see a lot of problems. 
Now, your energy field essentially is like keeping this barrier between you and the world that allows you to interact with the world, but it doesn't allow things to stick to you. So it's like thinking like, okay, I'm going to stand right next to the bank of a stream and I'm going to throw a rock in. You're going to hit every time, right? Like the rock's going to land in there. But think every time you have to move 10 feet back and then another 10 feet back and then another 10 feet back, right? It gets harder and harder to hit the stream with the stone. The stones don't stick the larger your energy field is because they don't have the ability to impact the core of who you are. So you can be influenced by negative processes without being negatively influenced by them, if that makes sense. Because your ability, the larger your energy field is, you have a larger ability to create balance within yourself at all times. And this is really where the resiliency comes in. It's recognizing that the smaller your energy field is, the more you're going to be affected by stress, the more you're going to be affected by the little things, the more you're going to circulate in negative mindset patterns and live out of this sense of insecurity and a lack of safety. And we know, based on all the other podcasts, what that does to the health of you. But the larger we can make our energy field, then the less we're going to be influenced by those negative outputs. And the more we're actually going to shift our environment in a positive way because we have so much radiating off of us without allowing things to stick to us, then we actually have the ability to change our environment. Your energy field has the ability to shift an entire room, an entire home, an entire group of people. It really is so incredibly powerful. And I think we've diminished this just simply because we don't understand it. We don't understand that there is an ability and a power to change life around you just based on changing yourself. And when we don't have a good healthy energy field, what we do is we rely on other people to try and change us because we don't have the energy and the ability to do it for ourselves. So we go in search of it. And when we don't have enough energy, what we do is we become energy stealers because we need it. We're desperate for it. But when you steal energy without learning how to create it or expand your energy field, it really does stick to you instead of expand that field to create more space within you. You will do it out of desperation, but it's not necessarily the intended design of the body. It's not the best place to do it. Maybe better said, we shouldn't get our filling from the world. It will always create a void, right? Like that's very biblical. Our, our basis of energy should become from this spiritual aspect, right? Like that is the most filling form of us to be filled on greater things, to be filled on God's word, to be filled. And this is where this huge soul component comes in. But just going back to the biology of it, understanding that this energy field, the smaller it is, the more threatened you become and the more likely you are to go in search of energy in unhealthy places, like trying to steal it from someone else or eat it in unhealthy forms of energy. Now, as technology advances, we're learning so much more about the energy field and its presence, how it flows the different things it reacts to or interacts with, and the light that the body produces in response to this energy. Like the more energy you have, technically the more glowing you are. So when you tell someone like, oh, wow, you're glowing right now, that is a stable and healthy or harmonious state of healing that the body is existing within. Technically, we want to reach this point where we're emitting more light, that we're quote unquote glowing, 
by creating this larger energy field. A lack of energy field or a smaller energy field is going to come with a dullness, a heaviness, an exhaustion, a burnout, where you just kind of shrink and become smaller and more dense. A lot of people start to gain weight here and their skin starts to fail. And this is really where we see a lot more disease come into the picture because it's a metric of energy. If your cells at the atomic level don't have the appropriate balance of energy, they turn into energy protectors and energy stealers. And that means instead of doing the job that they were designed, they're simply self-protecting. And part of self-protecting means not doing the job to its complete design, functioning only out of survival and self-preservation, not out of the good of the whole of who you are. We can see this in humanity, right? Like when people feel like they're completely threatened, they tend to shut down and isolate as a form of self-protection. And inside the body, our cells do the same thing. And when one cell struggles, you know, you won't feel that. But when a group of cells starts to shut down and self-protect, you start to see symptoms and disease processes come into play. They have discovered that there's a very real and direct correlation between the body's energy field and the health of an individual. Like the energy field is connected to the emotions, nerves, and hormones of the human body. And a person with a healthy body shows to have an energy field that is stronger and more in balance than one who is sick. And what I think is so fascinating about this, and really why I wanted to talk about it, is because technologists found that in many cases, there has been evidence that a sickness or chronic illness began to show itself in the layers of the energy field, even before it manifested itself physically in the body. Like we can start to see issues happening simply based on the size and the health of our energy field. Now, what do we mean by that and how do we experience that or balance that? Well, I think this, if we really have some kind of presence within ourselves, we have some kind of self-awareness, you can feel your energy. You can even feel it in the world around you. So for instance, Energy is transferred between you and other things and other objects and places, right? So if you say you walk into a church or you're in a communal worship setting, you can feel this like excited, calm energy. And that's really this balanced healing frequency that our body is is really thriving in. And you can feel that excitement, right? Like if you walk into a room, you can generally feel the environment, feel the energy within that room and kind of read it based on whether it's good or whether it's bad. If you walk into a room and someone's really upset, you can feel that. If you walk into like a prison um, or like, um, you know, people say that they walk into like Alcatraz, right? And you could feel it, like it made your skin kind of tingle and you got kind of scared and you felt a little insecure and you lost your security, right? Like you can just like feel this heaviness inside of it. And that's really the energy that we're talking about as in the energy field, as in this reception and giving of energy, we experience an exchange. The same happens when you shake someone's hand, when you give them a hug, when you have a conversation with them. All of that and the outcome of that is based on how your energies are interacting. If your energy is out of balance and you don't know how to refill yourself with the energy, you will probably negatively portray your energy on someone else. Whether you call it energy stealing or not, it's a rebalancing effect that must happen. And sometimes it's out of your control. 
for instance, I this morning, it's the middle of summer. Things are, you know, I'm not getting quite as much work done as I thought. We have people coming over. Our house is kind of a mess. My kids are fighting. I feel like my energy is at the breaking point. Like I am just like, I don't have enough to get all of it done that I need to. I'm very threatened in the energy category today. So what happens? In an instant and a need to balance my energy, I lost my cool on my kids who clearly had a lot of energy and a need to rebalance myself because I didn't self-regulate. I tried to steal that energy from them by kind of pulling them down into the same state that I was so that there was more balance within the environment, more balance within myself so I could regain a sense of safety. That's why hurt people hurt people, right? It's is not necessarily because they want to hurt people, but because it's a biological and psychological response for the need to balance their energy flow as is happening in all of life. It's always about this balance. Now, that's just one example, but we're constantly doing this when we don't know how to healthify our energy throw throughout that. Now, when it comes to healthifying your energy flow, obviously the energy feel is really important. But I think one of the things that fascinates me most and why I talk so often about the mind, even though I specifically studied nutrition and why some people are like, can we talk about food more? Yes, food matters because what you eat is actually influencing your energy and why we need to eat more energy-giving foods or I guess better said, look at food not just a metric of calories, but how those calories are influencing the energy in your body in a positive or negative way. Are they energy-giving foods or energy-void foods? So you can think about something like a Twinkie, right? Like it has calories and calories are a metric of energy. But what calories can't differentiate or they don't is whether that energy is a positive energy life force to the body or a negative one. Is it helping the body to create and produce energy or is it negatively impacting that energy? Is it sucking energy from the body to be able to utilize and process and digest and absorb and excrete whatever it doesn't need? So when we look at food, we can't just simply look at it based on its caloric intake or macronutrient intake because that is not what's necessarily going to change your body. What's going to change your body and the physical form is first healthifying the energetic form. The physical body or what you see is a direct output of the health of your energy field and the energy within you. So when you eat, you have to recognize that food is important and creating energy within your cells. But what type of food is either going to help create it or it's going to negatively impact it? So looking at food more for its nutrients, whether your body feels attracted to it or it's repelling it, you know, that can sound really weird, but there are some healthy foods or what people call healthy that might not be good for you. Let's take food sensitivities, for instance, because a lot of people are having a lot of sensitivities to food right now. So people are like, why? Yes, our food system has changed. It's more void of nutrients. Even healthy food is more void of energy and nutrients than it has been before. But when we think about what your body's reacting to, it's not reacting to the matter itself. It's reacting to the frequency of that food. So when you say um, you have an egg intolerance or an egg allergy, 
your body's energy is influenced by the energy or the frequency of that egg. And it's the negative impact of those frequencies coming together or the integration of those frequencies that's causing the negative reaction. I think that's a better way to understand it because then it shows that if we can better balance our energetic load, we aren't as influenced by these negative energies or these energies aren't going to affect us in the same way. And when you really look into like, there's um, different programs and practices that are helping to reintroduce allergens to people who are severely allergic to say things like Penix and that could go into anaphylactic shock. There's a whole program that works on actually elevating the body's frequency and creating more harmony of healing so that these other foods or frequencies of other substances aren't creating this negative impact internally. I know sometimes this can get really deep, but I think if we just kind of look at it as the whole, the big picture, your body's always working to achieve a homeostatic balance. What things are helping it and what things are pulling it out of balance. And if we pay attention long enough, we can recognize and feel those things. That's really what this is about. Like we can get all the way through the podcast and at the end of it, I can say it's about self awareness. And it truly is. But even more than that, we're going to get into some more practices that I'm going to leave you with that are going to help you achieve a higher energetic field that's going to help supply that form of safety for your system so that you can really thrive. But when we start to talk about this energy field, what I think is really fascinating is that, yes, the food you eat is obviously influencing it. But at the larger whole, what we know about your energy field is that it's directly impacted by your emotion. Because your emotion is essentially energy in motion. And, and, and some people could get lost in the chicken or the egg situation of whether your energy field is creating your emotion or your emotion is changing your energy field. I definitely think they both go hand in hand. But when we look at this mind-body connection, I don't think that we can leave out the heart because there's some interesting research that has come out showing the impact of your heart, which is really uh, the sole producer of your emotion, that displays that the heart generates more energy than any other organ in the body, producing an electromagnetic field that is 5,000, that's like five with three zeros, 5,000 times more powerful than that emitted by the brain. And in the world of health, I have gotten lost in just trying to think myself better and get into positive thinking, which is really important. But if we get to the bottom of it, it's really the heart. And why people say at the heart of it is the heart issue. And if we keep going with the research, it indicates that not only does the human heart emit more energy than any other organ in the body, it also has a working conscious memory, which enables it to have a huge influence on cognitive function due to the fact that the heart is equipped with a nervous system comprised of neurons, neurotransmitters, proteins, and support cells like those found in the brain, which basically says that the heart just like the brain, has the ability to function separately and enable it to learn, sense, feel, and remember. Your heart is sensing 
a shift in energy or your heart is creating the shift in energy based on what you're doing and how you're influencing your energetic field or based on the emotion that you're experiencing. So when we look at something like that and we say like 5,000 times more energy is emitted from our heart than really any other organ system in our, our body, that is massive. And I think that goes back to the research that shows that 80% of the energy that you experience is actually emotional. And this is really a powerful understanding and the health of our whole because it goes back to recognize that health is not just a metric of what you do. What you do is important in supporting your body, but at the end of the day, it really comes back to the emotion that you're emitting and the emotion that you're experiencing and the emotions that you do experience because it's those emotions that are our most powerful tool in directing our energy and our energy field. What's cool about emotions is that they can actually test the frequency of specific emotions. And there's an entire chart that has been created called the Hawkins Scale of Energy. And it goes from zero to a thousand and it basically lays out every emotion on the scale based on the frequency that's emitted. There's different points on the scale, um, but what we have found is that there is a specific point or a frequency of the body that is necessary for healing. And anyone who's functioning less than that energetic frequency doesn't have the energy to actually repair the cells, to rejuvenate them. And again, that's where we say disease and illness and a change in body shape that happens. But if we can get ourselves to move above that frequency to get to our higher points of frequency, we can see healing happen and not just healing, but this is where you can get into miracles happening is as we move through the process of that, which most of that again comes back to the emotional state. So Hawkins scale of energy is an emotional chart that shows the frequency of different emotions and how that's impacting the frequency of our whole. Now, they estimate that somewhere around 250 is this critical point of healing that needs to happen. Anything under 250, they assume, although everyone's energy field is unique and it's like their own thumbprint, that somewhere below that is really an out-of-balance state where the body can no longer heal and really thrive. It's more in that survival state. But anything above that, like 250 to 1,000, which is a huge range, right, is incredibly healing for our systems and really the idea state that we want to live out. Now, of course, these are all based on emotions. So some of our lowest, in fact, the lowest frequency emotion is shame and then guilt and then apathy. Of course, grief and fear are down there as well. But as we move up into more of a state of health, we start to see more things like desire, courage neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason, love, which comes into the picture around 550 is this unconditional love, peace, joy, and we get into like the enlightenment categories that are way up there closer to 1,000. So it's really around that 200 mark where things start to turn more positive. But when we look back at that scale and we see things under 200 like shame and guilt and apathy and fear and anger, and kind of this excessive pride, these things and these points that people so often struggle with out of their own trauma. And the reason that people feel so many of these emotions is because that's what's been held onto or expressed most frequency. 
Those are the emotions that have come without the healing of those emotions or essentially the changing of the story of those emotions. Because the cool thing about emotions is that emotions are temporary. They're fleeting, meaning they don't have to last. The reason that they last is because they become cyclical patterns of our story. They can become part of our belief system. And that's why you tend to repetitively feel the same emotions or feelings. It's not because those emotions or feelings are the reality, but because they're part of the story, which goes back to understand that we have to understand ourselves. We have to start to see ourselves in a new way and create a new story. Why healing can't just happen and where energy, I think, gets twisted by just coming back home to yourself because all you're going to see is brokenness, right? But it's starting to see yourself for how you were created, seeing yourself for who you are in Christ. This is incredibly important. I saw this quote, or I read this quote, and I thought it was so powerful in understanding this, but it's, it says that being aware of yourself and the needs of your body is not wrong, but looking to yourself without considering who you are in Christ is not good. How can you fully know yourself without knowing God? Only when you know who you are in Christ can you ever know your own heart and your own selves, creating a new story. And so when we look at this, when we understand this, we have to know that just because you feel that way or just because these have been your cyclical emotions does not mean that has to be your story. And the only way to fully heal is to start to release some of those emotions, to let go of them so that you can be filled with better ones. So you can shift that story and why we talked about that self-love because that is a healing frequency. The form of self-hate that's filled with shame and guilt will always keep you stuck. And unfortunately, the more you live out of this, the less energy and discipline and willpower you're going to have to get yourself out of. Meaning this is going to be hard at first. But it will get easier because your energy field will expand. You'll be less influenced by other people and it naturally becomes your way of life. But it's moving into those higher states, those higher energetic frequencies by really taking time to get to know your heart, by taking time to get to know what hurts you and the pain that you've experienced. Because if we don't understand and we don't acknowledge those feelings, we'll never be able to change them. It's acknowledging without accepting, and that's a critical component in healing. I need to briefly interrupt this podcast to tell you about an amazing product that is going to help you with your energy. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned inside this podcast is how powerful and potent water is in conducting and moving energy. And as we know, our bodies are made up of mostly water. However, The healthiest body is a balanced hydration within the system. We don't want too much water or not enough water. Both ends of the spectrum can cause you to feel sluggish and tired and really create health problems. So it's always and only about balance as you're learning inside this podcast. And one of the things that we need to balance our water and conduct more electricity and energy is minerals and nutrients like sodium and potassium and magnesium which happen to be hard to come by in just a daily average diet. And that's why I recommend products like Element, which can help supply all of your needs for the day in one simple, easy-to-go packet with no hidden ingredients, no excess sugar, and no sketchy chemicals that are going to make your body more sluggish. 
This is the real deal when it comes to proper, balanced hydration, boosting your energy, helping you to feel well, recover better, and expand your energy field. You're going to love it, and you can learn more at thelivingwell.com backslash L-M-N-T. And while you're at The Living Well, don't forget to sign up for the weekly fill where I share so much more about this as we start to work ourselves into a month called Bioenergetic Nutrition and learning how to feed your body outside of all of these diet tactics, what is going to help you feel energized and how you can eat to actually create more energy, lose weight, and feel better than you ever have without restriction, deprivation, or starvation. It's all happening over at The Weekly Fill, so check that out and grab some sample packs of Element using the link thelivingwell.com backslash L-M-N-T. Okay, let's get back to today's podcast. I'm gonna put the Hawkins scale inside the blog post and talk more about that because it really is powerful in your energy field. And when we get into the energy field in your aura and talking about chakras and meridians, which we often hear in kind of these cultic versions of energy healing, I don't want you to think of them in that way. I want you to think of them like arteries, veins, and capillaries. Like These are very real things. These are not just ideas, but we can actually measure them and study them. Let me just explain them so you understand what they are. The aura refers to the exterior portion of energy field, the part of energy that flows around the outside of your body. And from this energy, the energy that enters the body happens through the chakras, which are kind of specific pathways where energy is allowed to come in. It's like your mouth allows food to go in your body. You can't just shove food in your armpit, right? Like there are specific pathways that different things that you take in have to get in your body through. Like sunlight enters your skin, right? Yes, some people think you can eat the sun, but you actually intake it through your skin and that's very healing for your system. We don't bottle up the sunlight and drink it like we do water. So energy from your aura is entering specific places inside your body. And from those chakras, they enter into the meridians, which are specific pathways or a network of channels in which the energy flows inside the body. And these channels tend to flow through the body's soft tissue very near the surface of the skin. So again, the aura is the external energy that's kind of surrounding you. The chakra is where the energy enters and exits through your body. And the meridians are the flow of energy within your body. Now, of course, there's this whole electromagnetic polarity and that we have positive and negative energy, which is not necessarily saying one is better than the other, but we have very different forms of energy that are happening inside your body. I'm not going to get into all of that right here or necessarily where the chakras are or the meridians and how we can use that. I do think it's important to note, though, that we do have different chakras and those different chakras are actually associated with different emotional components, actually different um, systems of the parts of the nervous system and organ systems that are going to change and shift how you feel. So when you start to understand, okay, have I thrown some stones in my creek? Where are those stones? What do I need to start to, to dig myself through? Because part of the release and part of the energy field is bringing it into your conscious awareness. We can only deal with what we're consciously aware of and why presence is so important 
one of the greatest techniques of the devil is just distraction and noise. And why I think even biblically, why we're called to pray and to meditate and to get silent and stillness and to rest in the Sabbath is just so we can create some presence within ourselves because we can't heal what we don't know. And part of healing, your body is bringing it into the conscious awareness so that you can do something with it, so that you can change the story. And yes, a lot of people have a lot of subconscious things that are buried within them. They're like, I can't even remember my childhood. Well, part of remembering and not necessarily to re-traumatize you, but to get rid of it or to heal from those pains that you've experienced is being consciously aware of what you're experiencing right now. And understanding this kind of aura or this energy field helps you to start to process through, okay, I am not feeling energized. I am feeling really sad right now, or I feel like tons of back pain. Starting to pick up on what stones might there be And how can I process and start to release that instead of keep shoving it down? It's letting yourself feel deeper things to heal. And I think that's what we have to do is not feel to stay stuck, is not feel to accept, is not feel to become a victim, but it's feel to heal. We have to start feeling the things that we feel so that we can start to change the story of what we're feeling. And in the process of changing the story, we start to change our energy field. Now, when we look at the aura and these layers of energy that are outside of our body, they come in different light forms, just like the sun emits different colors. Your body is emitting different colors as well. These are frequencies of light. And each layer of the aura contains a different form of energy that serves a different purpose in the body. Again, I'm not necessarily going to get into this, but I will leave charts over at the weekly fill where we dive a little bit more into this. The goal is not to not experience these painful things or not to come in contact with these negative energies, but it's really always about creating this harmony within them. It's recognizing the world, yes, is a broken place. You are going to experience hardship. Things are going to happen. But it's always learning how to rebalance that, how to ground yourself in a sense and truth so that you are not as impacted by that. So those things don't stick to you, but instead of that, you can irradiate yourself that changes your environment and the scope of life around you. And when we look at the practices that help increase your energy field, I mean, there are tons of spiritual disciplines like prayer and confession and praise and memorization or meditation on scripture, which is the armor of God, right? Keeping in fellowship and connection and community, the remembrance of Christ, like knowing who you are in him, the accepting and receiving his unconditional love, the practice of walking with God, the Sabbath. I mean, really all of the disciplines and even what would be considered the fruits of the spirit are these healing frequencies that we're intended to keep as well and to give us purpose and to give us life so that we can live our purpose. But unfortunately, I think part of us, because we're living in such a low energy state, disciplines are really not anything that we we hold fast to, partly because we don't have the energy to, but partly because I think we dismiss it as maybe more of the legalistic form of us rather than looking at these things and discipline in itself as a gift to healthify your whole. So it's not necessarily about avoiding or getting rid of the imperfections of life, but learning how to harmonize with it, how to create a healthier frequency. 
And it starts by recognizing when you're out of balance or when your energy field or your energy in general is lacking. And when it's lacking, you have to know that you're going to be more volatile and you're going to be more influenced by other people. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be around people. I think it goes to show that when you're struggling or you know you're out of balance, knowing what practices and people are going to help pull you up into a higher state of frequency, into a healthier energetic field so you can create or recreate or redistribute or widen and broaden your energy field is so important. I think this is why research shows you are like the 10 people you spend the most time with. You even look like them. It again goes back to this exchange and this balance of energy. If you're around someone who is functioning at a really low energy, you're going to find that it's going to be harder and you're going to have to fight more to maintain a healthy form of energy. I mean, one of um, the hardest things on energy levels is actually caretaking. So when we see someone who's like caring for an aging parent, that is a time when we see a lot more disease and energy deficits come into the picture, a lot more illness with the caregiver is not necessarily because they haven't learned to rebalance themselves, but because they're giving more than they're filling. I think this is why motherhood and having an infant is so hard on women and also why childbirth is one of the higher forms of energy is just to give you that boost to widen your scope of energy before you get into this year or two or five years that are really, really energy depriving. But it's knowing when you're in those states, what can I do and who can I surround myself and how can I experience and, and basically immerse myself into these higher healing frequencies of energy? And honestly, again, going back to this, a lot of this happens in the soul. It happens by your beliefs and what you meditate on. And the practice of meditation and prayer is across the board, regardless of what people believe in, that is the number one tip that I found across the board on widening and healthifying your energy field is meditation and prayer. It's seeing something bigger than yourself and it's investing in that and it's creating a presence that you are aware in the moment of what you're feeling because healing happens in the conscious state. But outside of that, we also know that the earth and being in nature, those frequencies are incredibly healing. And I've talked about this in the previous few podcasts, but this is why forest bathing has become such a big thing why getting natural sunlight is so critical. Um, But anytime you can get yourself out in nature, eat foods grown from the earth, get your feet wet in the ocean or in a river, get your hands dirty in your garden, those are so incredibly healing and we cannot dismiss them. I mean, other practices that we can do that help are, again, creating more vagus tone, which is creating more safety within yourself through the practice of deep breathing, creating or listening to to upbeat music, or sometimes even the vibrations of what some people consider melancholy songs or um, sad songs are actually more healing than just like this high intensity pop music. So if you're really kind of struggling, the melancholy or the sad songs are actually more healing than these kind of crazy upbeat rap songs or whatever you listen to. Of course, we need to eat healthier foods. We need to treat our bodies well. We need to create body care practices outside of what other people consider self-care or actually just caring for you. And sometimes we get so lost in self-care that that alone can be draining for you. 
And if you do something because someone else told you it was great for you and you were like, that did not feel good, don't do it. Just because someone says it's good does not mean it's good for you. Other things that we know increase our vibrational frequency are gratitude. Acts of kindness is massive. We were made to give. Yes, we have to receive and know how to receive, but we were also made to give. And there's something so filling in giving, and we can't neglect that. So do an act of kindness, practice gratitude. Obviously, shifting our thoughts or working on more of this positive thinking. And of course, community is massive. Who you spend time with and developing these healthy relationships is vital to the health of your whole. And I think at the end of the day, we can come up with all these lists. But instead of focusing so much on what you shouldn't do, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what if you just picked one or two things a day that really boosts your energy load and your energy frequency? What if you took time to just do a daily devotional and move your body? What if you just did those two things, not caring if it was a 10-minute walk or a 90-minute workout, doing the things that energize your body? And if you look at it as creating the energy, you're going to feel better. And that feel better is going to create the pleasure that's going to make you want to do it again and again. Discipline is a gift that produces desire and energy and joy. And I think if we start to see it as that, as a gift, as something we get to do to make us who we were intended to be, not something we have to do, it really changes the outcome of what you experience. And the outcome is going to drive you to either continue it or stop it. So we've come to the end of this and there's a lot more that I wanted to talk about. So make sure you head on over to The Living Well where you're going to learn more about kind of the chakras, about the blocks. How do I get rid of the stones that are in my stream so I can open it up and create more harmony within that? We're going to talk more about that over at The Living Well and The Weekly Fill where I'm going to talk more about my own personal journey with this. At the end of the day, all you need to know is the most energizing things that you can do is create more stillness take some deep breaths, spend some time being kind to people, remember who you were created to be, and spend time receiving and giving more love. It's the most healing things you can do. And next week, we're going to start talking about how do we get rid of some of those stones that are holding us back through the process of reparenting yourself and dealing with some of the trauma and the old beliefs that have held you back so that you can expand and start to fill yourself with truth. I'm inviting my husband back on as we talk about this because this is something we have both worked through. I can't wait to see you back here in the next podcast. In the meantime, start to take some time, live in awareness of how you feel and what you can do to impact your own energy, impacting your field of energy. It is critically important and the health of who you are and it's really not that difficult. This is the connection of your mind, body, and soul as one complete being not separate entities, but how it's all working together. It is you. Now go and do something that fills your body with energy. Okay, I'll see you back here in the next podcast.